ASI. This is Season 4, Episode 32 of the podcast, continuing my conversation with Mr. Seth Taylor. Shouldn't redemption feel like something? Is it all stuffed into the head through knowledge, or does it come pouring out of the heart in experience? A preview. Well, the evidence comes in the felt experience of that relationship. Yeah. Right? Because if we believe in it, but don't feel it, it's not really real. It's an ego contract. Right. But if we can, you know, a piece that passes understanding is something that is not held in the brain. Right. It's held in the body. It's held somewhere where you go, I feel incredible. And, and there seems to be this kind of story throughout scripture that's woven through the whole thing of people experiencing that in the worst situations. Right. You know, in jail, in prison, singing hymns. Right? I got friends all the time going, have you suffered enough yet? You ready to do something? And they're telling me for two years, this is, just try this. You have made me out to be I'm that man. Although I've experienced freedom from amphetamine addiction, drinking myself unconscious, and sexual compulsion. I'm still on a quest for freedom. The other end of this bumper is part two. His own heart. Yeah. You know, that's why there's so there's so much pain and the, and the ego just takes all the repressed pain and all the trauma and feeds on it. It's just like, it's almost like a power source. I know that sounds kind of dramatic, but that's why healing, when we begin it, to it heal... It is a power source. It, it is, it, totally. It's the facade. You could put a bunch of effort, right? right. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you, but if we understand it as that source, so you understand healing, mm-hmm. the mystics said it's a process of subtraction, not addition. So Meister Eckhart said, right, that if we start to pull out that stuff out of, out of us, the ego starts to go silent. It has no, has no authority anymore. Right. And we start to live through our spirits. We don't need the law anymore because the law is this survival mechanism, yeah. right? Yeah. We can start to go, I can live through wisdom. Yeah. And Paul said that. Yeah. Against such things, there is no law. Well, they always leave that part out of it. Fruit of the Spirit. Everybody everybody loves to quote that piece. They cut the bottom of it off. Yeah, yeah. Against such things, there is no law. Exactly. You know. And that's what we're trying to do. I had a buddy of mine. He came in after he read the book, and he slapped the book on the table. He goes, I know what you're trying to do. I'm like, what? He goes, you're not trying to help people with porn. He goes, you're trying to teach people how to walk in the Spirit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not talking about, it's always been co-opted by this idea of Pentecostalism and this kind of stuff as if that's what it means to walk in the Spirit. And I'm not saying that those are necessarily wrong, but walking in the Spirit is a human function. Yeah. It's a human, our core human function is to move through Spirit, not ego. Like when you see in the, you read the book of Genesis this way, it's fascinating when it says that man and woman were in the garden, they were naked and they knew no shame. Right. right? They knew no shame. There was this understanding, this is my core function. I am naked and vulnerable in this way. And, and then this lie comes in, this kind of lie that we can, you know, that whole thing about the fall, they begin to believe this lie. And then their eyes were open, and then they knew they were naked and they were ashamed. Right. And it's funny because it doesn't, God comes in and says, where are you, where are you? And he says, we were naked, we were hiding because we were ashamed. He doesn't go, well, you are, and this is bad. He just goes, who told you you were naked? Right, and exactly. Told naked. Who told you? Naked? That's a story of a splitting in human consciousness. Yeah, a shadow. Yeah. Even Paul Young, he yeah. wrote. He wrote a new book uh, called Eve, and he he un, untangles that story Wait, from a pretty. Is that out now? It's out now. Yeah. I like to read yeah, it. it's great. And the way, the way he um, tells that story of the fall yeah. is beautiful because he 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 uses the language of shadow. Right. A shadow was cast, right. and they decided to stand in the shadow because right. they'd never seen a shadow before. Right. Yeah. And and so there's that that language that once there's once the shadow is there, yeah. and we we've been living in the shadow ever since, and that's part of our, I think in American culture especially there's there's this shadow of consumption. Yeah. The more I can consume, the safer I feel. Medication, medication. Yeah, medication. and we're doing this. Yeah. Ironically, we're doing this interview on Black Friday. <laughs> I know, right? Which way? It is. Well, and, and it's funny because it, it shows you why the advertising agencies are so why it's all so powerful. I was thinking the other day, I was going, why does Thanksgiving feel like it's not even happening? And my wife's like, because there's no decorations in the stores. 
Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. They've already convinced us it's Christmas. <laughs> and I don't even feel Thanksgiving because of it. I'm being dictated to by this industry. Yeah. And they all have that way of, of just, I mean, the medications. Is, and that's the thing. Porn's just one of them. It's a powerful one of them because it's connected to some, our sexuality is different. It's a different thing. I'm, I, you know what's funny? When I did this, the porn addiction was the first thing to go. My journey through my own sexuality and recovering what is still an ongoing process. And I'm going deeper and deeper and deeper and going and finding, rooting out every part of me where there's shame and there's right. guilt and there's self-hatred and there's all that kind of stuff. And I'm just going deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's, and it's a very painful experience. Yeah. It's a very painful experience because you start to find that there's these internal belief systems that exist at levels that we don't even begin to touch most of the time. Right. Right? And so the whole world is set up to tell our ego that what it believes is true. Right. You know what I mean? Buy the soda and you will be happy. And the ego goes, sounds about right. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's, Let's right. do it. Let's do it. Where spirit's going, no, 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 no. Yeah. And unfortunately, church, the church mechanism has become a big part of that. Right? Go to what's what most worship music is set up in a way that says, You're okay, you're okay. And the ego goes, Yeah, you're okay, you're okay. But your body's going, No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> but we go, it's, it functions like a drug once a week. I go to church, I get my hit, I get fed. I come home, I go, Man, that was good, I got fed. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the second that that pastor starts saying something that disrupts that system, either we got to get him out. Or I gotta leave the church, right? Right? Yeah. Don't disrupt my system. That's been my system. I'll, I'll be honest. That's been kind of my my paradigm lately for the last year since Mars Hill fell. Now it was people, it was a bad. lot of Mars Hillians been going on, right? Yeah. And it was bad before yeah. that. Like yeah. you know, there's been a lot of stuff happen, but the fact that it didn't get you know, it's one of those things like we were talking about earlier. Like if I pray hard enough, or I really trust God, I have enough faith, right? We have that. Yeah. That this thing will survive, and it didn't. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. And, and so a lot of us are like, you know, and I don't. It, it's that that thing of feeling fed is something that I I'm I'm struggling with. Mm. And, and maybe it's a consumer you, thing. Can I ask you more to elaborate on that? Because that's a huge. Yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're struggling with that idea. That's um, a huge thing. But stepping back from it. And maybe this is me trying to come up with the right answer. But see, <laughs> okay. and I know what you're saying about the feeling. Going, come on, we got to say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but my feeling is still there. And yeah. so I can reason it out. So yeah. here's me. <laughs> I'm going to freaking reason it out right. for you. Sure. I don't know if it's going to make me feel better. Right. But it's a truth I've been standing in. That, that, um, that people, I get to sojourn with people. I get to walk with people. Yeah. And even the pastors... I'm going to a church now, and the reason that I'm attending this church, and, and not real regular, to be honest with you, mm. but I love the pastor because he's honest yeah. and he's real. I'm not going to get surprises out of him. Right. You know, he's a real reformed guy, and there's some of that theology yeah. that I, you know, heavy on the. Yeah. Um, I'm a piece of crap. Like some of that, some of that yeah. stuff. Uh, it, it's a little toxic. It, sure. it hurts yeah. when I hear it. But I know this man. Yeah. And wherever he is on his journey, I know he's not gonna, he's not faking it. Like I, I know that about him. Yeah. And he could be. Like I don't know. <laughs> it probably is that some he he's not aware of. There you go. He's right. Probably not. There he is faking. He doesn't even know. It. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I know. I know him at a level where you know there's not gonna be some huge skeleton come bounce out of the closet because sure. that's just not his character. Sure. So there's that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I walk with other people, and I and I know other people. Yeah. But as far as Getting into the community that was church. Right. Um, I'll tell you another story. I went to uh, see. That's another thing. Like you talked about earlier with your wife. There's certain things I don't want to touch on because I don't want to expose my wife. I'm a I'm a public person. Yeah. I've stepped into the light. I've taken the sure. the helm of getting stuff thrown at me. Yeah. So there's certain things that that I won't share yeah. about my wife's story unless she says it's okay. Sure. And she's willing to, you know, and I'm not pressuring her at all. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but we, when we left the church in Marysville, where I had a, a, a real transformation, where I did a tear down yeah. of my faith, yeah. like I'm in the pastor's office, you know, Bible in my hand going, this thing's full of fairy tales and lies and mm-hmm. contradictions and I don't believe it. Yeah. But I have this porn habit thing, which was actually darker than that, but yeah. they didn't find that out for another year. Yeah. Because I was keeping that in the dark. Yeah. Even doing the podcast. I did a whole year of the podcast before I told anybody uh-huh. how dark it really was. Yeah. So there was that. Yeah, yeah. And when I did, I stopped doing the podcast. Yeah. Um, and I said, uh, I was like, you know, 
I, I can't stay here just right. because of the way people handled it. The pastors were great. Sure. Pastors loved me through it. They were like, we'll walk with you through it. Um, my wife couldn't handle the, you know, how other women and and folks were reacting to her story. Sure. And I've shared that before. She's shared that before. Yeah. So, um, but so yeah, there's there's been a, 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 a walking in the light the way that I do, mm. whether it's ego or not. Some of it has been a punk rock attitude of, of pride and brokenness. I think. Sure. You know, does that make sense? It does. And I think that it's funny, brokenness is one of those catchphrases nowadays, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, what does that mean, that tension we're talking about? Yeah. I think ego is helpful just because it, you can start to go, you, if you realize that you're those two people, and mm. you can you can step back and observe it. You can go, whoa, wow, holy cow, I'm really insecure in that area. Right. And your ego, but your ego's feeding you this kind of information all the time to help you survive. And if you step back and observe it, pride is ego. It's you can survive here. I'm gonna, your ego convincing you that you are something that you're not. Right. This book process has been like that. It's been rooting out huge parts of my ego. Where when somebody starts paying you money to, to and you know, I'm in a very powerful position now. The other day, I'm sitting and I'm talking. I'm surrounded by 25 people. Just think, I've got all the answers, right. and, I'm, and they're feeding you. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> You're already fed. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and they're just going, whoa. And all, I'm already a white guy in the United States, you know. And and I'm sitting there going, you know what I mean? Which is <laughs> exactly. a whole another area where my right. ego is going. I'm not racist, you know. Right. <laughs> going, well, there's this whole narrative that I, my ego has convinced me of that I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Yeah, but and, you're humble too. Right. And yeah. I got a buddy of mine like that. He goes, I tell people I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, and then they go, You're so humble. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is, we just I, I've got a point where this is why I teach what I do in the book. It's about following the body, yeah. following those places inside you that trigger, you know. And sometimes that'll lead you places you don't want to go. Right. But it but it because it always disrupts that narrative that your ego is feeding you that you are this, you are that, you are this. Now your spirit says you are love. Mm. You know, yeah. God is love. You are loved. You are wanted. You are accepted. That's what forgiveness is. That's what grace is. Your spirit is whispering this to us, but our ego has an entirely different way of doing it, of, of saying, because our ego is trying to keep us from feeling the pain. And that's why it be ultimately, I think the reason Genesis talks about this lie that enters into the heart of humanity is a process of healing. And, and this is basic psychodynamic theory. Right. It's about going into where your body has internalized a lie uh-huh. and replacing it with the truth. Right, right. right? That's, that's really yeah. what the process is. This is the mashup of theology. It's not, just, it's not as shallow, follow your heart bullshit, right? No, absolutely not. This is something else. Yeah, this is, this is something that it, it has to be seen as an, as an interactive process that is physical. It's in the body. This is why I think the body is a holy thing, because it's this integrated spiritual thing. Mm-hmm. If, if I was to ask you where you feel stress, like when you get stressed out, yeah, I'm assuming you get stressed out. Right, yeah, yeah, where yeah. do you feel it in your body? Probably in my shoulders, neck. See, interesting. So, and there's this consistent thing that happens, mm-hmm. right? And some people, it's like, I get knots in my stomach. I do too. Like, I get knots in my stomach. That's the thing. So what, what, now what a lot of spiritual teachers, especially from the East, are going to teach about chakras and this idea is that, that in your body are these points where that repressed energy goes and just, just yeah. into that space. Mm-hmm. And the reason you're experiencing it now is not because the stressor thing isn't the problem. The stressor is something showing you the problem. Right. Here's this repressed energy in the body, and that's the thing demanding the medication, and that's the thing you're feeling. Because we all know that at some level, if I was clear of that, this same thing, problem comes at me, right. I can feel clear. I can just go, that's, well, that's life. Life yeah. throws shit at you. What if we could do that, and there's clarity, and there's peace, and there's joy, and you can operate in wisdom? Those are the people that just get elevated up the system so fast because everybody's like, this guy's amazing. You know? right. And so if we get to that point where we go, we well, allow us some of the psychology to come in. Allows these things to kind of come into one space and then demand that our beliefs have real power. Right. If we're going to say God can heal, we have to demand that we can experience it. If it's real, it does not have to be believed in. Right. It can be experienced. So the question is, what is that? Yeah. And can I get that out? And there's real science behind this Absolutely. too. Yeah, there's yeah, a guy, uh, a doctor. Um, I'm seeing a therapist. Yeah. I've been doing that for about uh, six, eight months. And a, a really great part of that. Yeah. You know, it's another thing that's funny. Well, I'll step back a minute. Um, when I was in the prosperity gospel, of course, we, I was like a card-carrying Republican and like yeah. right wing, and you know, believe it, sure. name it, and claim sure. it. You yeah. know, you got to right. Yeah. And and so it was so against like Obamacare, not that it was around back then, but you know, socialized right. medicine. Yeah. Yeah. And now the only reason I can afford a therapist is because socialized medicine. So like Obamacare, right? But that's one of the things that's been really therapeutic about, and it's exactly what you're talking about. I used to hate that word chakra. I could tell a story. Um, about 
uh, a drug dealer I knew who was a he <laughs> was a Buddhist kind of mystic cat, right? It was a great guy, yeah. man. I mean, just friendly, super awesome, and he would yeah. sit you down and go, "How you feel?" And yeah. and well, and, and and he had teenagers that were mules running methamphetamine for him and cocaine. But he was great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but there's <laughs> a ego thing. Right? Oh, wait, so wait, when yeah. you use that word chakra, yeah. a little part of me goes, sure. "Ah!" Right. But I did hear so. This guy, uh, uh, I forget his name now, Van Frankel something, a guy in Holland who wrote a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Oh, interesting. And they're finding in the science exactly what you're talking yeah. about, that, that some of the, what, what the Easterns would call chakras right. are, are, are like your DNA. It's not just in our head. Yeah, yeah. It's in our DNA. In your, your DNA remembers. There's something in your stomach yeah. that remembers yeah. trauma. Yeah. Remembers something in the past. It remembers how you developmentally handle right. stress. Right. Or trauma. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to, yeah, yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine today, just about, about with PTSD, saying, "Hey, you know, you can you can heal that, you can deal with that." And, and they're, man, I don't know if I want to approach that. It's because it is so painful to go back right. and have to experience it because it's sitting in the body. It's there. And 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 the, the question is, and if we can lead people into that desire, hey, what does it look like to just go? What is that? And can I get it out? Yeah. I mean, I had butterflies in my stomach for five years. 24-7, nonstop, consciously feeling butterflies all the time. I didn't have to wait for something to stress me out. It was there all the time. Right. I couldn't sleep. It was horrible. That's anxiety. Oh, that's awful. clinical, right? Yeah, clinical. I started developing like tics and like compulsive kind of things. Did you take medication? I never took meds. Mm. Never took meds. I don't know why. I never... Because, part of it is because some, for some reason, I was always like, if I have to take medication, then all my beliefs are meaningless. Right. That was it. You know what I mean? I was like, is this... <laughs> my first real question I ever asked with writing this book was, is there any real power? Right. You know, I actually wrote that in one of the, I think in the introduction. It was on one of our trailers. Where I was saying, is there any real power? And if there isn't, if there is, why don't we experience it anymore? Right. Why don't I see that? I don't want to, to look at my, you know, somebody speaking in tongues against slaying the spirit and say, well, there's the power. Right. Jesus wasn't doing that. Jesus was healing people, raising people from the dead, casting evil spirits out of people. This is what they were experiencing. A guy that was a well, all the religious people were telling him that he right. shouldn't. They were, <laughs> the guy gets high, healed, blind you guy gets do healed. that on Sunday. That's from the power, oh, yeah. by the power of Beelzebub. Yeah, right. He tells yeah. the blind yeah. guy. The blind yeah. guy says, "Blind guy says, okay. Well, once I was blind, now I see. It's all I know. <laughs> right. And this has got to be true." Nicodemus said to him, "We know you're from God because no one could do what you're doing if you weren't from God." There's right. something that comes from God, and he brought it in. He's saying, I am my father are one, you be one, you will do greater things than I. That yeah. statement alone renders everything we think moot. If he's saying, you will do greater things than I, then, then the power is limitless. All we need is the curiosity and the courage to actually go after it. Right. But the, the problem is, is that we want the narrative that says we can have that without having to deal with our pain. Right. Without having to go back into the garden in that space where we be, be, that lie slipped into the core of what it is to be human. We can all go there. Our spirits are designed. I'm getting emotional. Our spirits, our spirits are designed to take us there. We are designed to be healed. And and I just think that there has never been, there's rarely been a helpful paradigm for that. I mean, even the psychodynamic theory and some of the stuff that, up to the 20th century, this all this was being developed. And now what people are realizing is that it's coming into the space of spirituality. Psychology is moving into it. Right. Mindfulness and this idea, they're bringing the Eastern thoughts in. They're bringing the, even the Christian narrative of death and resurrection in. Quantum physics is like, hey, can we jump in on this? But right. We're discovering some stuff we don't understand. And it's all coming into this space that, that Jesus said is within you. Right. The kingdom of God. You got Stephen Hawking out looking for aliens. Right. Because <laughs> there's, there's something up there. Right. And they're all going, there's got to be something to explain this. Yeah. Because it's, there's this deep, deep, deep mystery. But what's amazing is that People like what I experienced six years ago. I was an addict. I was clinic. That was and the ad- addiction was nothing compared to the, the depression and to the anxiety. Nothing. Right. I mean, I, I would have gladly been a porn addict the rest of my life if it had meant, if it had meant that I wouldn't be depressed like that. Now, of course, they went hand in hand. You know what I mean? Right. But the second that that addiction, I was going, my addiction. Once I started doing this work, the kind of stuff I teach in the book and doing work at White Raven Center in Alaska, the se- I, it was two weeks and it was gone. The addiction was gone. Wow. And then I was like, okay, now we're going after the depression. That took longer. <laughs> yeah, me too. And that was where um, where Mars Hill was helpful. Yeah. That's another interesting thing about me being here today on Black Friday with you. Because I, so you popped up on my radar 
I think a few months ago, and people were saying, "You got to interview this guy. You got to talk with this guy. This book is awesome. You know, with the things he's saying, or yeah. you know, some of the stuff that I talk about, you, you're talking about." Yeah. And uh, and I'm like, I'm writing my own thing. <laughs> like, I don't want this guy to. I want his his story in my head while I'm trying to do my own oh, thing. Yeah, and, yeah. and and but yeah, I kind of got to the point where okay, I need to check this dude out. Really? I listened to you on a few other podcasts. Oh, okay, and, okay. And uh, we've been putting each other's path. Part of your story. Yeah, yeah. It's part of your story now. I have a script. I have a script for ADD medication on my table at home as we speak that I still haven't filled. Interesting. Um, because I met with my therapist. I told her I'm writing this book. I can't get my thoughts together. Oh, I see. You know. Yeah. So I have, and that's another thing about my story. And I'll just share this. I, I kind of peel my heart open on, on this thing anyway. Yeah. So uh, I, I asked my therapist. So I have a therapist, and I have a. A psychiatrist yeah. who dispenses medication. Yeah. Now, I haven't been on medication since I... Well, no, I was on medication for a little while during the podcast in 2006. Yeah. Um, but... So that's always a weird thing for me. Yeah. Uh, but the funny thing is that my therapist, I said, I want to know my, I want to know my freaking label, right? right? Like you guys have pinned some shit on me. Like I'm, right. I'm a hot freaking mess. Yeah. I don't think hot mess is in your DSM there. <laughs> so, uh, so what is it? I said, am I, am I bipolar? Okay. And, and, uh, so they told you that was your label. I thought it was my label. Okay. And my, my therapist leaned in and she goes, you have PTSD due to childhood trauma. Yeah. That's your story. Yeah. And here it is, man. And I wept, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I, you know, and I read, I read my my ADD. So I part of getting meds, I had to go to the uh, University of Washington and get my original uh, diagnosis for ADHD. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I went there and I read the thing because they usually don't let you read it. Yeah. But for some reason, the lady just there you go, you know. She handed me a copy of it and I read it. Yeah. And I wept. Because yeah. I knew in, in just, just, and this was 10 years ago. This was uh, just after starting this podcast. Yeah. I read this thing that was 10 years old yeah. describing me and, and what the therapist told me about my PTSD. Sure. And I went and I wept again. I was sad. Yeah. I felt really sad. Sure. I felt sad for that guy 10 years ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I'm I'm in a different level of trust today, which sure. is interesting, and, and yeah. it's full of mystery, which is beautiful. Yeah, because I'm that guy too. You know, I've been the guy that wants to put shit in a box. Yeah. I want to stick a label on it. It makes me feel better. That's your ego. That's <laughs> so your ego, right? You go, and if you look at it like that, instead of even changing your language, instead of going, I'm the guy that wants to do this. You go, my ego wants to do this. Yeah, because your spirit doesn't. All right, your spirit's like fuck that, man. Your spirit's like I'm. We want we're freedom. It's the only way we know how to function. All right, it's the only way we know how to function is freedom. Just goes. Spirit goes. Truth, wisdom, love, peace, joy, mercy, kindness. This is what we. This is what your spirit functions in. But your ego is going. No, no, no. There's more in there. We don't want to feel. Right. And all we need is the curiosity and the courage. That's it. Curiosity. I think I said that. In the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curiosity to, as to what's possible, mm-hmm. and the courage to go after it. And we can go as far as we want with it. That was where my Mars Hill story came in. So when I left the AC3 Church in Marysville, I went to Mars Hill and I started dealing with my sexual abuse as a child. Yeah. So I was pretty brutally sexually abused from what I understand. Yeah. I don't remember all of it. Right. Like I have repressed memories. Your body and keeps it's, right? What's that? Your body keeps the score. Yeah, my body keeps the score. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, uh, yeah, I started unpacking that for the first time. In that. Yeah. And that was part of the paradigm was when my friend, you know, the, yeah. the emailer, yeah. I don't think I ever told him this either. I, he, that was part of it, you know, yeah. was unpacking that. He said that years ago. Well, and the thing is, in, in it's the, not a war. It's not a war. I mean, it's, it's a journey. A it's a pilgrimage, and it's sacred. It's and these guys have got to know this, right? And podcasts like yours are the ones that are going to tell them this. It, it has to be the same way. Everybody's got to stop and go. This is not a battle. It is not a war. You stop going to war with your sex drive. Stop going to war with you, and you'll feel your pain. Right. That's what you're doing. Your ego's been trying to keep you from it forever. And if you get to that point, where you're going. It's not even about thinking it. It's about feeling it. Most of the time, when I say, "Hey, what are you feeling right now?" They go, "Ah, oh, I feel sad." Well, sad's a thought. Right. What are you feeling? What's sadness feel like? Well, it feels like I don't want to be here. That's a thought. (laughs) What's it feel like? It feels like a... (laughs) They start freaking out. I go, right. Do you ask them where? Oh, and that's all. I'll end up going, you have tightness in your chest. You got knots in your stomach. You get headaches. You get shoulders. Got everybody in mind. Same thing in his back. What are you feeling? And they'll go, 
And sometimes they're like, I don't feel anything. No, you're straight up numb. That's a very distinct feeling. Your body is, is so scared of feeling this, it just shuts off. And that we could call that depression. That's, that's a lot of people, just complete, full-blown shutoff. Right. I got soccer players like that. If you try to give them critique, hey, that's not good enough. They go, oh. And then you just see them. They just leave their bodies and they're just completely shut off because they can't handle the trauma because it's repeating something their dad did to them or something. You know? Right, right. And you know, they just, it's some internal belief system, I'm not good enough. So your internal belief systems, when we talk about shame and all that kind of stuff, that shit's packed down inside you. And you can measure it on a quantum level. You get knots in your stomach. If I open your stomach up, we're not going to see knots in there. Right. But that energy is there. You can oh, yeah. feel it. Yeah. That's why we have, this is why quantum physics is helpful, understanding energy and how it functions. You know what I mean? And if we understand, if we understand that it's okay to explore all this stuff, which is one of the biggest problems because the church is going, is it biblical? Right. I had a friend of mine ask me for the book the other day and he goes, hey, but wait a minute. He goes, it's, it's Bible-based, right? I go, right. well, <laughs> that depends on what you mean by that. I'm just right. saying, you mean, you know, I said, if you mean there's one interpretation for understanding all things. And, yeah, that's so, loaded with questions. Somebody yeah. comes to me with anything like that. It's, yeah. it's okay, what, unpack biblical. Right. What does that mean? Right. Because what's biblical to you may be something totally right. different for me. And, that, and your, your state of conscience, your ego is saying, I need it to, I need it to mean this. All right. Or else I have to feel. Exactly. Does that make sense? This protects me from feeling. Energies are in interpretation. And it, we it don't is. like the fact that I interpret. And everybody does this, but we don't necessarily like it. Right. Like the way you're going to interpret scripture is going to be different than me. Sure, sure. We read the same passage of scripture and interpret yeah. it, both yeah. of us, differently. Yeah. It's a word. Shakespeare, right? Shakespeare says that, you know, was it, was it Polonius said to Hamlet? Master, what are you reading? He's like, oh, words. words. <laughs> right? right. right. I mean, true. energy is a good way to describe it. When you talk about quantum physics, you talk about breaking things down to the Higgs boson or down, all the way down to quarks. They're going, it seems to be an energy. It's functioning like an energy. All right. This table, you break it down to the smallest particle, it, it's, it's energy. energy. And so it's a helpful way, but the problem is, is that's always been kind of co-opted into a certain space, and Christians have a problem with language. Because the biggest yeah. thing that the evangelical world is going to have with your book, yeah. and I'll even press on it a little bit, yeah. is, is, the, is the shaman... Right, right and the chakras right, right. and this cat right with yeah. the, the Alaska and yeah. the Indian you know I mean even in my own story yeah. and I'm not it, it, I wasn't ever scared of it sure. but I, I I saw people that um, again were it's not even about morality yeah. just the way they encountered relationship with other people right. Right. and I don't know if this guy consciously knew example the drug dealer who, who was right, right. spiritual drug dealer right. um, I don't think I don't know if he consciously knew that, that if, if you got in his face and said hey you're using people right. you don't love people yeah. I think he would probably pick a fight with you if you told him he didn't love people because yeah. I think he I think he just was living out what he knew sure in his level of consciousness yeah and then we talk about so, so his ego is I'll show you how to make some money Right. And there's guys in the porn industry doing the exact same thing. Exactly. Pimps. Well, and there's the trigger. The trigger is his ego was going to hold him at this certain space. Mm -hmm. And the reason he gets so pissed if you approach it is because his his ego is protecting him from feeling something. Right. And it's like. Because he knows that. That's true. There's this automatic (laughs) repel borders kind of thing that we do. Right. And that's the hard thing is is that the cool thing is when you start healing that stuff, it's very hard to get angry. Yeah. You'll still feel anger on a normal level, but it's never, it, it doesn't become, it's like my brother said, like, you know, the enlightenment is difficult to offend because you come at them with this thing and there's nothing to reflect back because they just sit there and they can just be, right? right? And so you, that's the real goal. That's, that's the real goal is that we, we come to just that be. space. Yeah. Where, but it, I think it is a process of subtraction. Like, so if you went to your therapist and say, you know, I get these knots in my stomach. Can I, did anyone get those out of there? And you started going, let's just call it a project. Let's work on that. And you get to the point, on the other side of that, your consciousness would be open. It would open more. You would see things, feel things, experience things. Your spiritual gifts would open more. That you would function at a different level than you did before. Right. So in the East, they describe levels of consciousness a lot, right? There's this level, there's that level, there's this, you go from sleep, you know, REM, waking state, you know, and then all of a sudden there's this thing. And you get up to the point where Jesus, they called it, where Buddha or Jesus, they said unity consciousness. Right. Where he doesn't see a separation between anything. He's completely distinct and one with all things. So he says, I and my father are one. He means that literally. Right. He sees it that way. This is the matrix, right? Right, right. Wakes up in the hallway, sees the matrix. And all of a sudden he's like, and he can just bend the rules now because he's inside it. Right. And that's what, how Christ was functioning. And he was pointing that to everybody. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of God's all around you. Right. It's here, it's around you, it's within you. It's this thing. The kingdom of God is like this and it's like that and it's like this and it's like that. And it's here. Right. And he's trying to teach them to see something that they couldn't see. And, and so the poor had a better way of seeing it because they were suffering. So Carl Jung says, there's no coming to consciousness without suffering. 
right? right? People will do crazy things. He says the most absurd things to avoid facing their own soul. But one doesn't become enlightened by imagining figures of light, but by making darkness conscious. Right. Into where the pain is. And yeah. I think Jesus was pointing towards that. He said the kingdom of God is there. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Your Heavenly Father knows you need those things. Instead, go. Go into that place. Seek that. So you, you go into a few things in, in your in your book. Um, I want to do an approach. Yeah. And, and again, I want to respect your, your wife because she's not here. Yeah. But that part of pain in relationship. Yeah. Because you got to the point where it was like, I'm going to heal yeah. And if you're not, yeah. maybe we should part ways. Yeah. Like, what what was that about? Well, we've got, and we've come to that place more than once. You okay. Know I mean, because it's been these layers. Right. It's peeling back layers. And there's more courage than we used to have. It used to be a lot more scary than it is now. But we, right. we, because all this exists in relationship. Right. Absolutely. When you, when you talk about energies yeah. and you talk about seeing the matrix. Sure. That for me, that part of that is relationship. Right, absolutely. So, I, so I wanted to ask that question. I'm, well, the relationship. I'm, I'm uniquely curious about that because yeah. that that relational paradigm yeah. with the spouse or the girlfriend right. or whatever yeah. is huge for a lot of guys that struggle, especially with pornography. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I, the, the thing is, I think relationships people are the most useful triggers. Okay, you'll meet somebody for some reason that person drives you crazy, or you'll meet somebody else and you'll go for some reason that person. I have an experience, and I say in the body, right. there's something I'm experiencing. Hey, we're having a bromance right. Right here, right? Exactly. Right. But you're not triggering me, which is nice. But but there's this thing where, like, my wife and I hated each other. There was so much anger. I mean, for me, my experience with my wife was pure unadulterated rage, uh, and for her, it was the same thing. But hers yeah. was a seething underground, where mine was an explosive on top. And we got to that point where I remember going, we we're going to marriage counseling. I'm going. I remember after the second session, I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. I walked out. I looked. I go, here's the deal. I have this theory that you got your crap. I got my crap, and that makes our crap. Right. If I go after mine with everything I've got and you go after yours with everything you've got, I think that'll help ours. And I'm right. like, that's what I'm going to do. Can you, will you do it with me? And she kind of looked at me. She was pretty upset. And, I was, and, I, and right away I realized, I can't even think about whether she's going to do it or not. I got right. to go. So I started going and the process was, I'm going after my own life. So I started doing therapy very intensively. I mean, I was doing like three different types of therapy at once. Right. And I was going after it. I spent, I'm running up credit cards to do it because I'm like... Someday I'll be able to make the money and pay that back. <laughs> right. I keep doing this work. And and so I, I, I'm just going intensively after this. And then it got to the point, what happens? I started getting healthy. And as I did that, my wife's watching me, but she's kind of standing still watching me. And I started to kind of lift off the ground. And I got to a point where I could go, I could see my life as this beautiful, peaceful, awesome thing. And she still wanted to have the same old fight. Right. Her ego did. Her ego's like, we're staying here. We're going to function here. And it, once it starts to see you leave, because I was a part of that cycle, her and I were in this just horribly ridiculous cycle where, you know, it's just the same fight over and over and over and over again because of this, this codependent mentality. Right. I started going off the ground going, eh. You drop your sword. The other guy goes, pick up your sword. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah, yeah. And she just, and one day, you know, I looked at her and I came to that point. I go, I got to go. I said, I can see my life and it's going to be awesome. And if you want to be a part of that, great. But if you don't, I got to go. And I was uh, serious. And she recognized that right away. She, right. Says, she says, what do you want me to do? I said, I want you to go to Alaska. I want you to do some work at this place. She goes up there and starts working. And she starts changing and healing. But we've come over. We've come to lots of spots. I've been the leader in this. And I know she would acknowledge that as well. Most of my friends would. I've been kind of tip of the sword for a lot of people that have followed me down this path. But it's been, I'm going to keep going after mine. And right. sometimes we run into stuff that's really, really hard. And she's kind of like, I don't want to go there. Right. Because every time I go somewhere, it draws her into it as well because we're in that intimate relationship and it's constantly triggering each other. Right. I mean, like I said, when I said we would go deeper into our own sexuality, man, we've, the, the addiction stuff, that was just the tip of the iceberg. Then you go into your repression, you go into all that really powerful stuff that's like, why? there's areas where we're so jammed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Intimacy-wise. Yeah, yeah intimacy-wise. Yeah. Why, do why, do why is there fear here? Why does there seem to be a hatred here? Why does there seem to be this here? And we just go, and, and I go, well, I'm going to go after where it is in me. Right. Will you go after where it is in you? And sometimes she's just stood there and kind of watched me. And sometimes she's like, okay, I'll go with you. But usually I have to leave. Right. You, and I'm okay with that. She right, leaves right. me in some other areas. I can't parent with crap. You know, I mean, I'm getting better at it. She's right. teaching me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so I'm, that's been the journey. And that's okay. Yeah. It's scary, um, it's scary at times, though. One thing I'll say, and, and a lot of listeners will know this about me, is that I've had the same kind of paradigm with my wife as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. But in my story, I've said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to heal. I'm going to do this. And I have been. Yeah. But I've looked at her and said, I'm not going anywhere. 
Yeah. And that's been part of it. And she still has those angry moments. Right? Yeah. She's getting into, I mean, we're older. I'm 47. Yeah, she's yeah. close, right? And, yeah. and, and she's in getting into that chemical part of her life where things are, yeah. right? Coming unglued to a certain extent. Yeah. And, uh, and that, but that's been part of my, my history with codependency as well. Right. Well, that's the, that's the tough thing, man. Yeah. You know, because I was raised, divorce is not an option. Right. And you get and I still, I feel that way. Not because it's, it's religious, right. but because of my relationship with God. Like, sure. grace that Jesus right. gave to this yeah. messed up cat. Right. 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 This is sort of some of my history. Sure. And this is some of the stuff that, and this is another reason that I want to write my story, too, is that I, I've been through, I'm, I'm, I had trauma early in life. Yeah. And then I just continued to traumatize myself because trauma felt something. It felt real. It felt normal even. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. It's a belief system. You keep affirming the belief system. Right. I suck. I deserve this. I'm bad. Exactly. And you just keep it going. Right. So that's that's one of those things about, you know, the marriage system, the the component that. But what would you say about that? Because I know that divorce is a thing and the Bible has certain things to say about it. Theologians interpret that part of scripture as, oh, you should never get divorced. Which I don't believe. I'm not that guy. Right. right? Right. I know people get divorced for different reasons. I think that in my theological system, the way I see it, everyone's a theologian. I used to say that early in the show. Like, uh, I'm not a theologian. I'm not an expert. I'm not a guru. But the truth is that everyone has their own personal, very personal theology. If you believe in God, you have a relationship with God. Even if you don't. That's part of what we're talking about right here, right? (laughs) Even if you don't, it's a theology. Yeah. I mean, Christopher Hitchens has a theology, right? You know? Right. The the absence of God is his theology. Exactly. But we're all, all, but the ultimate theology is an attempt to figure out who is God and what is God like? What is the nature of this thing? Right. Right. So, Unpacking divorce, right. for example, right. is that um, for me, it's been, uh, I'm just, and part of it, my parents were divorced. My mom was divorced like three times. I've yeah. had a couple different stepfathers. So there's that, yeah. you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, I, I guess I'm, I'm curious yeah. as, as to arriving there in your, in your paradigm. I think, I think that um, anywhere where I am dictated to by a rule of some sort or even a belief system because and, and I hope this doesn't sound like too, much, too critical but it's like even when you say the grace of Jesus is why I'm here and something like that that's all that's that's a belief system right, right. it's a construct this is well I'm, I'm talking here. about my marriage like that's my right. marriage is is is, is a picture of that. Right. right. It's freaking hard, man. Right. Yeah, it is. And <laughs> it's know? a theological paradigm and I think it takes more courage to stay inside it than to leave it. Right. But you get to this point I got to a point where it was a really so that's why it's such a fascinating place to be when you get to this point where you're going do I value the experience of my life more than I value this relationship and I got to the point where I and I live my life in such a way now that I value my experience of this life my internal experience of this life more than I value just about anything else but I do that because there's this total I have a very deep understanding now that my internal experience is going to be reflected and mirrored to me in all the people around me my children right. my wife everybody is going to experience me what I'm experiencing internally Right. If there's self hate, they're gonna feel it. They're gonna right. experience it, and it's gonna lash out on them. And so I, so I've said to myself, like at some point, I'm going, I'm gonna go after my life. And if she's willing to, willing to come, then that's fine. If not, so be it. Maybe she finds that redemption somewhere else. But the people in my life are going to experience the best of me. Right. And there's a point in relationship. It's kind of that 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 if you love something, set it free. Exactly. Kind of exactly. Right. Exactly. And 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 that's the thing is, I started to realize that. If I'm going to stay here and be a part of this toxic system, right. I'm I am absolutely complicit in its existence. It's a, it's an element of control. Absolutely, it? right. So I just like I have to get out of the system, and right. if that involves me leaving, so be it. Because staying here doesn't help her, right. and it doesn't help me. It keep, it maybe pleases our God construct. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? He's right. going good. You're not divorced. Does that make sense? <laughs> right. But but at the same, we got time, a Donald Trump God in the yeah. Apprentice reality show. Yeah. Well, I find that from a level of consciousness, you get to the point where. What, what I was told by my teachers, like by Floyd up in Alaska, he said, you don't want to get a divorce. I'm like, I don't? He's like, no. He goes, it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, why? And he goes, she's your teacher. Don't divorce your teacher. Uh, interesting. What he meant, and he, we talked about this years later, he said, you get to the point where she doesn't trigger you at all anymore, then you'll know whether right. it's time to go or not. Because we got to the point where she doesn't really trigger me anymore. I'll get at, mad at her or whatever. But I learned she. I have been shown so much of the stuff that's inside of me. Now I, I'll meet other people that will trigger me, and a lot of it's really mysterious. Where I'm like, oh man, I, when I was working at Starbucks, and there's a girl there, and I was like, 
being around her just makes my chest want to explode. <laughs> I don't know why. And I started doing the therapy into that one and just working into that. I found, when I was working at Starbucks, I found deep-seated unconscious racism inside of me. Oh, wow. It's fascinating. Right. I'm going, why do I have this reaction in my body every time an African-American person walks in? And it turns out I was holding, because I was raised, my, my, you know, my ancestors, a lot of racism. And my mom was raised in a very racist home. And, and I, I found that that was, exi- it lived in me. Yeah. And I needed, like, the girl that was triggering me about it was an African-American girl. And for some reason, there was this thing. And I, as I started going into it, I was finding, I'm so scared of what black people think of me. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. I'm not, I, I, like, a, an African-American person walked through the door, and, and I'd feel inside. I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. Which means, like you were saying, <laughs> I'm a racist. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And, and I'm yeah. like, and I started to recognize that there is something unconscious in me. I, I, it's not... I'm a racist. There's racism in me. Right. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. And when my wife, in that whole that whole kind of thing, I started to realize all the stuff that was in me, is, is, it's out now. And if she wants to keep spinning in circles in her own pain, I can't be a part of that. Right. And I'm not going to live like a zombie in my own home either. I'm not going to sit around and act like I don't desire that love and intimacy. And so I started going that direction. And now, to my wife's credit, she's incredibly courageous. And she just said, okay, okay. Right. I'm going to head down that road. She started following me, and it's all. And sometimes it's been a hesitation, and sometimes it hasn't. And, but it's a journey, and we just keep asking: Is it possible to find more joy and more peace? Can we be healed in more areas? Can we, where there's depression, where there's poverty, where there's re- repressed sexuality, where there's all this kind of stuff? Can we be healed in these things? But the, the healing process is just messy. Yeah, it is. And sometimes it does not fit the paradigm that we want it to fit. And I, I, all I know is that I've come to a point where I realize the spirit of God is real. Mm-hmm. It exists in us, through us, around us. It, it, there's one God that is, like the scripture says, that is in all, through all, above all. And we can tap into it. And it's unbelievably powerful. Right. And its substance is love. Love is like a, it's like a vibration you can measure and yeah. feel and experience. And so, and you have to, that's the part right. of faith. Right. Is it's, it's one-on-one. It's very personal. Yeah. I can't put it on a schematic. I right. can't take a picture of it. Yeah. You know, there's no evidence Right. It's 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 the evidence comes from that relationship with our Creator, doesn't it? Well, the evidence comes in the felt experience of that relationship. Yeah. Right. Because if we believe in it but don't feel it, it's not really real. It's an ego construct. Right. But if we can, you know, a piece that passes understanding is something that is not held in the brain. Right. It's held in the body. It's held somewhere where you go. I feel incredible. And, and there seems to be this kind of story throughout Scripture that's woven through the whole thing of people experiencing that in the worst situations. Right. You know, in jail, in prison, singing hymns. Right? Right. You know, the, the, the angel knocks down the prison doors and Paul's sitting in there like, no, we're good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. right? We're in here. We don't want you to get hurt or die or anything like that. So we're going to stay in prison just for you because we're good, man. Don't worry. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. And they're just like us. Yeah. They were literally just like us, but we're just like... No, we'll, we'll stay in our prison. We'll actually, it's like, we're more like the gorilla that's been, you know, that's lost his ability to live in the wild. He opened the door and he doesn't want to leave because his prisons become his, this is the way it is. Yeah. That's why I hear, I've heard pastors multiple, multiple, multiple times from the pulpit that once you're an addict, you'll always be an addict. But with God's help, we can be free. Yeah. With God's help, we can be free. They just said, you'll always be an addict. I had a guy, literally the last church I went to said those exact words. And then I had another friend of mine, hey, I get sent all the time because I'm the porn guy now, right? So people send me sermons. <laughs> hey, our pastor gave this great sermon about porn. You got to listen to it. And there's another guy going, man, it's a battle, man. And I, right. I, I don't have always that. Be, that was the thing that's, when I was in uh, recovery for alcoholism, I forced into recovery by the state of Washington. Yeah. I drank a half gallon of Bacardi rum and died for two minutes. And that's Bacardi. the funny thing, team. It's because it was Bacardi. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of it. And, and a shot competition with some guy. Oh, I'm like 16 years old. Holy cow. So uh, I stole my stepfather's booze, broke into his house. My oh. ex-stepfather, I think they just, just got divorced. And that was the, the, the terms. And he was gracious enough to say, you know, he probably learned his lesson. Like, I'm not going to press charges because yeah. the state asked him if he wanted to press charges. He said no. But they said, uh, okay, so you're going you're gonna to do this 12-step recovery yeah. deal. Yeah. And that was the thing that I rejected from the beginning was, uh, um, first of all, it's alcohol's fault. Right? You're an, a- you're a- you're an addict. Yeah. You're, you have a gene yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it just never resonated with me. I just right. knew somewhere in my knower that that wasn't true. Right. And now with what you're talking about and some of your work and some of the science that's coming out now, yeah. 
we're starting to see that 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 is really is the truth. Sure. We have an impulse problem, right? Right. There's a gene for impulsiveness, and right. people have traced that down. Right. But there's no alcohol gene. They still right. have it. There's no right. jury's out on that one, right? What is and all of it's subject to this idea that if we believe spirit to be the most powerful powerful thing in the world. God is the most powerful thing in the world. It all boils down to this thing, what do we believe is possible? And if the Bible says, with God all things are possible, then we're left with only a few options as to what we can believe about that if we claim to believe the scriptural narrative, right? If we believe that there is a... That, that's why I'm saying... And I'm not saying, if you're sick, don't go to a doctor. I'm not saying that. I'm just right. saying, but you can hold a curiosity. Yeah. You could certainly have the curiosity and go and, 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 and direct your, your attention and your prayer towards this, hey God, I'm a little confused with this thing. I, you say, the Bible says you'll provide for me, but how I feel is anxiety about money. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. So obviously I don't really believe that's true, but I keep saying I do. Where's, where are you in this? Yeah. Right? right. Where are you in this? Because I'm pretty sure you're not in my brain. And that's a good question to that's ask. That's a really good question. And it's not self-righteous, and it's not being stupid. And I used to hate that. Like, I've had people tell me that. I hated it. Yeah. Like, you don't live my freaking life like you didn't i'm not an educated person yeah like this is this is my life and i'm trying to get by i mean you know i I used to like i said i part of it i didn't like working so much like uh, the manual labor jobs that didn't pay crap you know yeah so when i was a teenager i tried to climb the ladder into you know selling dope and getting around that crowd right and it was exciting yeah you know, yeah. I mean, I'm living my life is like a friggin' TV program that people watch. Yeah. And, and I thought that that was, that was the way to go. That was interesting until I saw some of the damage of it right. and how it's effect on other people. Right. Um, but yeah, I wanted to, we're, we're going long. So we'll close out. I want to close out with this. Yeah. Um, cause you, you kicking this thing off and, uh, I'm proud of you. I'm encouraged. You know, I hope we can continue Absolutely. our relationship Absolutely. here. Absolutely, you're yeah. you're an interesting cat, and we should uh, uh, stay in touch. Yeah. Um, but what what would you say? Just being totally honest with yourself, what's your biggest strength starting out, and your biggest weakness right now at this point in time as yeah. we sit here, Black Friday, yeah. 2015, <laughs> in your living yeah. room. My biggest strength and weakness might be the same thing, actually. Oh, wow. You know, um, right. I've got, for some reason, and I don't know why, but I've got a balls to the walls, bust through anything I have to, to find freedom. And mm-hmm. that's a strength in that I will get to where I desire to be. I right. will get to that place. And someday I will stand back and go, holy shit, look what I did. Um, but it's also weakness in the sense that there's often times where I look back and there's bodies all along the road. <laughs> right. And I go and I realize that the people that I love, my wife included, it's a, it's a really, 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 really tough journey sometimes to be married to somebody that way. That's yeah. just like, I'm going to, I am going to do anything I have to do to be transformed. And, and so the weakness sometimes is not having, th- this is definitely my biggest weakness is not always having the, the sensitivity or the foresight or the humility to step back and realize that I can't ask the world to run the pace I want to run at. Mm. And I've and in some of my experiences spiritually, and I've heard the Spirit speak to me saying, your constant need... I mean, these are exact words one time. I heard this in a meditation. Your constant need for the next thing, the next victory, the next win. And, and he's talking about healing. Keeps you from experiencing gratitude in the moment. Wow, yeah. And so I think at times I've skipped gratitude for the sake of healing, and my family has suffered because of it. So it's, you know, especially, especially Amy, because she's not, she's not somebody who, who she's, she's sitting back. She's more measured. She's more careful. She's not run through the wall. And at times she looks at me and goes, when she's, when she's coming into really good healing, she'll look at me and go, man, I'm glad I'm married to you. And there's times where it's me and I'm just dragging her through the mud. She's just going, man, it's hard to be married to you. <laughs> right. So I, I'd say those are strengths and weaknesses are the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I think in the end I'll be all right. Yeah. I think I'm all right now. I'm yeah. all right now. But I just, I don't know why I desire... I think I've just suffered a lot. Yeah. And I desired it. I, I, I remember with money, I said, I want to feel peace in my body before money ever comes. I want to come to the point where I can sit there and go, everything is okay. No matter what we have, no matter what we don't have. And so I'm going to heal until that experience is my life experience. And if money comes, great. But if not, so be it. And same thing with sex. Same thing with, yeah, like all the stuff I'm going, I am going to experience this. Right. And, 
Yeah, it's funny because you catch me at a time where my wife and I are working through some stuff right now where it's like that, where she's just going, man, it could be hard to be married to you. And I'm going, I know, but we're going we're gonna to get there. We're going to get you there, know? that's right. But it's hard. Yeah. Wherever there is. Yeah, wherever there is. <laughs> and it's funny because I know when I get there, uh, it'll be like living in Alaska where you get up to one mountain, it's like, there's a hundred more, you know, and you get to the hundredth right. mountain and you're like, oh, there's a hundred more. Where, and that's okay. That's why it's a journey. It's not a yeah. freaking battle to be won or lost. Yeah. It is a it is a Celtic. It's like the Celtic pilgrims, man. They get a little pouch of money, step on the road, just start walking. No destination. Just yeah. believing that that experience will cause their sight to be something that's directly in front of them, right? And that they will see God there, because God is in us, through us, with us. And that wasn't that's and part of the journey. Yeah, I would say as yeah. well. It's, it, it, it is the journey. Life life is what what happens while you're making other plans, right? <laughs> well, and that's my problem. At times I'm so I'm so focused on let's go kick some ass and kick my own ass yeah. you know and, and create some more and do this thing and, and, and then of course the whole I can change the world thing comes in and, and my ego starts to go you're the man you're the man and I'll hear it saying that and sometimes I start to believe it a little bit yeah and uh, yeah it's like that 23rd Psalm man maybe that's a good thing to end this show on yeah. is that uh, he makes me lay down yeah. beside quiet yeah. waters yeah you know yeah. he refreshes he sustains some of the language and that interpretation yeah. right you know and then I go through the valley of shadow of death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't, I've got my eyes on the cup running over all the time. I'm like, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And, and I think sometimes the people in my life are like, can we just sit by the still waters? Yeah. For a while. That's my wife, too, man. The yeah. blessing that she is, is she's very, let's just be right here in this moment. Can't we just watch the game or, you know, or whatever's yeah. going on? I mean, yeah. it's, she's, she is good at bringing me to earth in that, yeah. you know, God puts us with, I don't understand some of the like match dot com where they hook people up with the right. same like that. I see why that's such a disaster, right? right. Um, but yeah, um, thanks, Seth. Yeah, yeah thank you, man. I appreciate the, the opportunity. It's so cool to get your email, man. I, I I love doing this kind of stuff. I love any avenues like podcasts are just fascinating to me. Um, that you can just a guy can just start going. I just want to talk about this stuff, and then all of a sudden, there's all these people in the world that start going. I resonate with that. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. I mean, I have friends like do a podcast and like, yeah, like a basketball arena of people listening to you. Yeah. Just because you started talking on it through a mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible. The audience is listening. Well, it says so much about the matrix of the human soul, how it works, man. It's, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And we can listen in, in, I've listened to other podcasts. That's why you're here. Yeah. And part of that was a, was an act of, a faith for me yeah. because everything in my brain told me not to do this right now. Right. Like, I'll interview stuff later, but right. this season in life, Russ, you're, you're telling your own story. You right. should just, <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, just listening to your, your book and, and it's, it's fascinating and, and it's Very just cool. great stuff. And you and Craig and everything Craig's doing over there at triple X church is, yeah. you know, it's yeah. kicking things into a different gear going, Hey, let's, let's try something yeah. that, Works. Yeah, and, and honestly, I mean, we gotta. Get, I gotta give credit to Craig because he's he's kind of the guy behind the helm of this aircraft carrier, trying to steer it in a, in a better direction than it's been going for the last fifteen years. Because even with Triple X Church, he's going, man, we can do this better. Yeah, we're getting we're getting too much. There's too much. Pe- there's too much. Too many emails coming about people just in so much pain, and we don't hear enough positive ones. What are we doing wrong? And he's yeah. looking at it like that. And yeah, he gets a lot of credit for this because uh, I wrote a book, and he but he made it better. Right, and, and he took everything and made it bigger and better. So. Right. Promoted, we promoted it, today, it, but he he handed put a loudspeaker behind your yeah message. Well, he got got the editor, brought it all in, came right. in and said he sat down. You know, I mean, he literally called me and goes, "This is a better thing," and, and I because I was like, "Whoa!" They just decimated the thing, and he's like, "It's better." And right. I read it, and I was like, "Oh crap, he's right. It's so much better." <laughs> he's like, "It's more digestible. It's less intimidating. It's more. It's more human." Yeah. And they really made it better, and he was right about that. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, any any final thoughts, Seth, before we uh, end this out? What would you say to someone right now who is one of those guys who sent one of those emails, right? What if there's a guy out there and he's just like, I'm at the end of my freaking rope. Right. Even close to suicide, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Just And I've got those emails yeah, before. That's right. I've been that guy. Yeah, you've been that guy. Yeah, yeah. What, what would you say just in your journey and this side of your journey? What you know now, I would say that the journey is the journey is about finding where the resistance is inside you mm. and going into it. And that means action, right? You got to stop talking about it and you got to do. And even if that means you just simply call a therapist for the first time, if that's it, do it. Only right. thing that matters is the next step. It's all that matters. Right. It's the, all that matters. 
And it's not just call a buddy and get accountable. It's not just that. It's call a professional that knows how to walk you into this pain. Yeah. It, you have to do it. I got friends all the time going, have you suffered enough yet? You ready to do something? I've been telling you for two years, This is just try this. Right. I mean, I tell people all the time, hey, White Raven Center does these weekend workshops. You really want to change? Yeah, go. Oh, no, I got it. Yeah, you got a million excuses. Yeah, oh, yeah, you don't really want to change. Yeah. The next step is all that matters. Yeah. And, just, and those excuses are powerful yeah. to keep us in our same place. Yeah. In our puddle of mud. Excellent. Yeah, There's excellent. a band called Puddle of Mud. <laughs> so those oh, great, those great. great names. That's, That's just great. very true. Yeah. yeah. Break out of the puddle of mud. Do something. Yeah. Do it's, something. It's Yoda. Do or do not. There yeah. is no try in this in this kind of gig. That's right. You gotta do something. Flip the switch. Yeah. Start it now. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thanks, man. There goes Seth Taylor. In Seth's book, Feels Like Redemption, he refers to a song. It's a song that I've played on this podcast before, but I'm going to lead out on it, the ending bumper music. ASI247.org, click on the music tab if you'd like to download the music, uh, buy the music there on the website. Um, I don't get a dime for that, by the way, just so you know, there's no residual profit that I make from Amazon or iTunes or anybody anymore. I guess the Amazon has cut off a bunch of affiliates, and I was one of them. I don't sell enough books or music, I guess. But that's okay, because there's a Spotify playlist. The ASI uh, Spotify playlist. Uh, A lot of the songs, it's ASI Season 3, if you search Spotify. Um, Or, again, you go to the website, and on the Music tab, there's a link to the playlist but a lot of folks listen that way, and on iTunes Music has a like radio thing going on. I usually start with something that has a darker mood or darker tone, and then I go into something lighter for the heart, so to speak. So that's what kind of playlist this is, just so you know. And to clarify, a lot of people don't listen to my playlist, (laughs) but a lot of people do listen to Spotify. I don't have a playlist on Apple, uh, iTunes. Can you do that? I don't know. Is it like Pandora? I don't have an iPhone or an Apple computer for that matter. So I, I don't know. It may be too rock and roll for the Christian, uh, religious crowd. And it may be, uh, too much Jesus for the punk rebellious crowd which I love and adore both, uh, to be honest. My point is that I want to expose to the world to uh, music that can set a mood or a soundtrack to this journey or this pilgrimage, as Seth would say. This has been my soundtrack. Um, You could create your own. But my real heart in, in saying this To the Christian world, for a lot of the Christian listeners, this is music by artists who may not share your worldview, but are expressing something real, something honest, something flowing out of the heart. I hope that you could identify, and it may widen your your view of your neighbors and other people in this hurting world as well. But I believe that's a shared passion of Seth and I, as well as many guests who have been on this podcast, that we would want to see you move. That this day, you know, don't wait until the beginning of the New Year's resolution. You've, you've done that before, right? We know how that road goes. But move today. You know, Christmas is the season. It's the point where, you know, scientifically, Jesus probably didn't, wasn't born at this time of year. But somewhere along the way, a teacher, a theologian, a priest, a a prophet, a pastor, I don't know. Somebody decided to set the celebration of God entering into time and space as a man, chose to set it. At this time of year, this season, where, you know, and it was probably Europe, right? And much like that part of the world in in my area of the world here in Seattle, it is the darkest time of the year. It is dark 
like five hours of the day here is sunlight. I mean, this time of the year, this is the equinox. We're getting closer and closer to it. It's dark outside. It's rainy. It's cold. And that's where the light is found. It's not out there. All right? It's not out there. It's in the heart. We, we journey. We go on that pilgrimage. And Jesus collides with the heart. It's been my experience. Um, it's been Seth's too. Again, get the book. It's, it's really good. I'm not a book salesman. I'm just telling you that his story... You know, it, it's it's powerful. It's one of those stories that's, that's good. Um, what about your story? Will you expose some light to the demons inside you? Will you expel them from your gut? Will you let your heart shine in the light and in the sun? Will you let that Christmas-like warmth of the lights draw down on your heart it just takes one step to start the journey the pilgrimage I know that sounds cliche but it's very true one step starts it I dare you to move Till next time bye welcome to the planet Welcome to existence Everyone's here Everyone's here Everybody's watching you now Everybody Dare you to move.